You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to the Brand Builders Podcast, powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. Now, if you've been to a large outdoor event, think 4th of July at Romere Bearden Park or Open Street 704, you've probably seen the Tosco Music Party. At first, they look like a great, fun party band, but their history says so much more. Three concerts a year in a variety of music styles, along with Beatles tributes and the ever-popular audience sing-alongs. When you see Tosco Music Party on the stage, you know you're going to have fun. And this year is the party's 30th year and 20th as a nonprofit because it has become so much more than just a music party. John Tosco brought the party with him today and joins us here on the Brand Butters Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and welcome, John. Thank you. Good to be here. John, thank you. Appreciate the introduction, uh, Brian. Uh, appreciate you sharing a few minutes of your time today. Uh, thanks, John. Scott. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's hard to find words that describe that what Tosco music is like, and, and you say, or like you say, it's, it's walking into Ben and Jerry's and saying, I'd like a spoonful of everything, please. So yep. how would how would you how would you describe it? Well, and and that that quote actually came from Creative Loafing. I don't want to take credit, but we love to have it on our website because it's such a cool quote. It I is. think because it is a little bit of everything, musically speaking. You know, uh, these music parties started thirty years ago in my living room, and it was a matter of me just. It was after I had stopped touring and playing uh, in a country rock band, actually out in Colorado. Even though I'm from North Carolina, I had been out there for three years uh, playing full-time. When it was time to have a family, came back to North Carolina, but came to Charlotte instead of Fayetteville, where I grew up. And Fayetteville. Uh, yeah, Fayetteville, <laughs> we used to call it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, my, my parents are actually New Yorkers. So we, they, uh, my dad retired from Fort Bragg when I was like five years old. And awesome. they loved the South and said, we're going to stay down here. We were hey, you know, I don't transplanted them, Yankees. <laughs> but... We, uh, you know, I, I came back uh, to raise a family. We started having kids and um, wanted to still do music. I was teaching guitar lessons, which is still my day job now, but wanted to have some fun playing music, but make it fun and not like, well, it's a gig. I've got to play what's going to get folks on the dance floor. So I ended up uh, just inviting friends over to let's jam and, and uh, let's do, take you do a tune and I'll do a tune and a little song circles and and then these things became like a monthly gathering, and it was always, oh, Tosco's having another music party at his house. Let's bring some more friends. And it just got where we couldn't even fit in my living room. We had to go to someone else's home that was bigger and then an, an apartment clubhouse. And, and it was like people just kept coming, you know, yeah, and, and it kept awesome. growing. And it was very organic, very grassroots. But uh, people would be, I, I, I play a tune. I, I'll bring my keyboard. I'll bring my saxophone. You know, it was just – and it was families coming. Um, and it was, uh, you know, somebody, it was somebody, somebody might do a jazz tune, a jazz musician. It'd be a bluegrass guy. It'd be a, somebody playing a classical piece on the violin. It was like, okay, yeah, it's music and a little one tune. That's cool. You know, I don't want to hear a whole concert of classical <laughs> violin, but we're all in the, in the <laughs> living room. Uh, we're, we're, we were having fun and it just, just kept growing. And to the point where we were like, okay, we, we're going to rent a space. Uh, we we got a VFW building and took donations at the door. Now we're now we're about 25 years ago, and then it just kept going and going. We we were at the Great Aunt Stella Center, which has 400 seats, and uh, we became a nonprofit 20 years ago. And then we were at McGlowan Theater with 700 seats, and then for several years we were at Halton Theater at CPCC with a thousand seats. 
And now for the last uh, four years, we're a resident company of Blumenthal Performing Arts, and we're in the Knight Theater with 1,200 seats that we fill up four times a year. And we still go, no, isn't that crazy? That's That's awesome. And this is, again, performers coming, donating their time and talent to come do one or two songs, depending on, you know, and who they are and where they're coming from and what their level of professionalism is. Because we have amateurs. Now, when I say amateurs, you know, I mean highly talented, you know, local performers or kids even. We have all ages performing, too. And... And everybody does one or two songs. We have about 15 acts in each show. And uh, we kept all along this aspect of the sing-alongs, like we did right from the very beginning, because we would all like, let's play a tune, and we're all singing together. And that's what we would do. And uh, we now have, uh, I lead a house band, and we do about a half a dozen sing-alongs throughout the night. We have the words in the program, and it's like church. We bring, the lights come up a little bit. People stand up, with open their program. with theirs. Let's, let's sing wagon wheel or let's sing my girl or whatever the tune is that everybody knows and we have a great big sing-along <laughs> we heard wagon wheel on the way over here this yeah <laughs> so along the way you know after all these years you know it's a very professionally run party it's still a, a the party atmosphere it's not a concert we're not performing just to the audience where it's very inclusive so We've had, we have so many performers now that are like, hey, I want to get on that stage. I'd love to come do a song. And the, they sell their CDs during intermission. And after the show, we have performers that have sold literally 100 CDs. Like, you're going to make more sometimes, very often, doing so one or two they, songs. A musician may become discovered at one of these things, kind of. We've, yeah. Uh, there's a. You may or may not know Rachel Platten. Um, she has that big hit fight song, This Is My Fight Song. Well, mm-hmm. she did yeah. our show well before that came out. Uh, we've had the Avett Brothers when oh, they were man. first when they were first breaking out. Uh, it's been about 12, well, maybe right around that time because it was about 12 years ago the Avett Brothers were on. Uh, Mark O'Connor, who has played with everybody that's ever recorded just about uh, from Paul Simon to James Taylor. Uh, he's a... He's um, a violinist, and uh, uh, Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs, you know, came out and did their big hit, Stay. And, you know, just a lot of times it's either somebody who's uh, uh, local to the area or a touring musicians coming through town, and, and we are able to, you know, kind of coordinate, come do a song or two at our show. Because we've always said it doesn't matter who you are, you could be James Taylor or Paul McCartney. You only get two songs. <laughs> Nobody gets because it's not about you. It's about everyone and sharing the music. So it's been a really cool thing. That's yeah. neat. Tell me a little bit about like a, like a story that's happened. I feel like the 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 musicians and the and the band world. I guess everybody is is it's really tight. It's kind of like a fraternity. So tell me a story about have you ever had kind of like a last second musician who's coming through that's like. I'll be a part of it. Mm, or something yeah. something that's just been like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then they come in and just jam. I just feel like that's like, would be so neat if, if you know, a, a great person just walked in the door or something like that. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, we had um, the, a group of, from Chapel Hill that was, uh, and now I'm blanking totally on their name, but they had a gig at the Evening Muse, and it was, they told them about our show. They had, they had done their early set I think that their show went from like 8 to 10, 8 to 9.30. Our show runs from 7.30 to 10.30. And they were like, oh, if you hurry on over, you get all, you can get over there and do a tune. And 
and they just like bolted over after their set at the evening muse and came and just we just put them they were we just put them on stage and they just did a, a a song or i think they did two songs right at the very end of our show it was just kind of a last minute thing and they brought the house down yeah so it was just like wow that was really great you know now yeah, you you mentioned cool. you know this party involves open mic night you know musician support community outreach Tell me a little bit about the the nonprofit side. Last twenty years, um, what are you raising money for? And, and tell me a little bit about how that started, and where, and where are you today? And how can people who are listening to this podcast help you? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, a lot of the information is on our website, toscomusic.org. When we started doing the music parties at uh, venues and and actually charging a ticket price, you know, to get in to help pay for the the rental of the venue. We, you know, people would say, well, I, you know, this is great. It's growing. That's wonderful. More people are coming. But I miss the days when it was in your living room and it was just whoever showed up, you know, because now it's not whoever shows up. They're scheduled. We, you know, we plan who's going to perform and have a program printed and all of that. So we said, okay, well, let's start an open mic. So we'll, and, and we've been doing it now for 17 years at the Evening Muse every month. It's usually the first Wednesday of every month. And, and that kind of brought back the idea that, like in the, like in the original living room days, just whoever shows up, last it, you just sign up and play. It doesn't matter. There's not, it doesn't matter. And everybody does one song, and and we start that off also with some sing-alongs. Um, and then from there, we kind of thought, let's we can do more with this. We're we're it's real. The music parties themselves are are part of our uh, charity and our our nonprofit status of just bringing the community together through the music and providing a stage for emerging talent and connecting amateurs and professionals together. Um, so that's, that's a big part of it. We were thought we could do more than that too. So we started giving away youth music scholarships and then also adult scholarships. Now we give away um, scholarships to the summer camp band camp at community school of the arts and there's a wonderful music camp every summer at Warren Wilson College up near Black Mountain, North Carolina, that is called the Swananoa Gathering. And we give away four scholarships to that music camp every summer. Um, we do uh, monthly sing-alongs, uh, what we call senior sing-alongs at nursing homes. We do an average of two of those a month where we get uh, two or three musicians and a, another four or five volunteer singers. And it's a rotating pool of volunteers that will go out and do music from the 30s, 40s, and 50s for the folks at the senior centers, the music they grew up with. So that they, so again, they're not being, they get other performers coming in, but rather than being performed to, they're they're singing. They they know those songs and they're and they're singing along. Um, so we also have a ticket scholarship program where we reach out to other nonprofit agencies like Urban Ministry Center and supportive housing communities. Folks that normally wouldn't get down to the night theater to see a concert, we give them a block of tickets, 10 tickets, 20, 30 tickets per group. Uh, we give away anywhere from 50 to 100 tickets per show to say to help folks who normally wouldn't get there be able to come and experience a live music concert. So it's really kind of branched out into many things, our, our community outreach. And as you mentioned in the intro, we are also now going out into the community. We have Open Street 704, the Boom Festival. Uh, uh, we have these uh, uh, other community events happening where they're saying, well, we want music on a stage. Would you come and program the music? And so we'll 
we'll set up the Tosco Music Stage, and we'll have acts performing for whether it's two hours or all day, whatever their festival is. So we're kind of just getting out into everything. But again, the bottom line is bringing everybody together through the music because everybody loves music. And even if they like, and the key here too is everybody likes a different type of music. So it's, it's like, okay, we'll have something that you like and we'll have something that someone else likes. A little jazz, a little bluegrass, in. a little bit, just a little, like a little buffet, a spoonful of everything from Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's interesting, cool. music, when you listen to it, I mean, I love country, but I also love rock and roll, I love rap. I can pretty much go down with anything, so it depends on my mood. So that's pretty neat that you kind of throw it all in one bucket. Now, we got our owner over here who's taking guitar lessons right now, yeah. so he's going to be a rock star soon. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'll tell you, though, it's, it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. And for me, it's just like I feel kind of stale, like what I'm doing. Not necessarily what I'm doing. I'm totally busy, but, like, I want something different. I, w- I want to learn something different. I want to train my brain to think a little differently. And, you know, and, and trying to coordinate one hand with the other and stay in sync with rhythm and learn notes and all of that, it's, it's like a new language to me. And I've always loved music, but now I'm listening to music trying to pick out a chord and it's, it's very mm-hmm. different like mm-hmm. i'm just paying attention differently yeah um but like brian said all kinds of different music i'd love to hear you you spit out your favorite rap line brian my favorite so, rap line yeah let's let's, let's, let's <laughs> oh my God. i have no idea i'm from atlanta so i should probably say something from there but i have no idea i'll come back to you is on that okay? question <laughs> i was gonna say is this an audition you know you never know <laughs> I might start singing Stankonia from Outcast. Don't make me don't make me go back to my college days. But we have people who will say, you know, look, I bluegrass is not my thing, but that was cool for that one tune. Or we'll have, you know, a rap to a rap artist and they'll say, Well, you know, that's that was pretty cool. I wouldn't want to go to a whole concert, but that was cool, you know. So and it also just again is kind of introducing people to new to new things, new styles of music. Well, it, it, yeah, and a lot of times it's a story, right? Like whoever the artist is, they're generally telling their story or some story mm-hmm. they're associated with and that's the one thing about music that brings us all together there is a song out there that you can totally relate to at mm-hmm. different times of your life through things that you're going through and that's so cool like you said the community aspect that's music brings people together mm-hmm. makes people happy so this yeah. is an interesting question so i grew up in a family my, my dad was a he played the uh, the trumpet in the marching chiefs at florida state university and we'd always come down when we were kids and play the fight song so you can tell why I love that school. Um, but I never played an instrument. I think the, the, the instrument I played was a recorder, right? Like maybe Mary had a little lamb. That might have been it. But I, I still have mad respect for people that do music, and I, and I think it's amazing. Where do you think the, the state of music in, and what is music going to be like in the future? I know there's been a lot of changes with millennials. They're getting into this electronic dance music, EDM, you know, everyone like that. But is, is do you think just a, a regular guitar music will be something that will maybe make people remember their childhood and, and something that will last forever. What's your take on where music is and what the future will look like? Well, just my opinion. I do believe that, you know, that just that acoustic guitar music will always be here. I Music from the heart. I think that there'll always be new experimental things going on, but I see things coming back around. You know, I, I, I have several thoughts about this. You know, um, I've been playing guitar and since I was eight years old. So when I started, I remember, you know, um, my I was very lucky. My guitar teacher introduced me to different styles of music as I was getting into my teenage years. 
And so I got, I got to get that wide variety. But when I would talk to people, uh, you know, other people, especially when we started doing these music parties even, it was, what kind of music do you like? Or, or not so much people coming to the music party, but my guitar students. They, everybody had, oh, I like this or I like that. Now you talk to people, like you just said, well, I like a little bit of everything. And I think a lot of that has to do with the internet, that there's more available to us, streaming music. So people have a wider, wider taste. The other thing that's happening um, is that I've got these young teenage students who are asking me to teach them classic stuff, Fleetwood Mac or um, uh, what was the, you know, Beatles, of course, is very popular still. I'll ask them, you're so young, how do you know this stuff? Why are you you're asking for these old classic songs? And they'll mention things like the, the show Stranger Things or some or some film soundtrack where they're that's <laughs> where they're being introduced to it again. It's like Brilliant. good good music sticks around. Yep. You know? Um and speaking of Beatles, by the way, I just want to say that I, that was my biggest influence growing up. And and in my opinion, uh, you know, the music of the Beatles, much of it is like I believe will be around hundreds of years from now, just like Mozart and Bach. I think, you know, that's going to be some, their music, much of it will stick around like that. Well, we always, that being, them being my biggest influence, that was always part of these music parties. It got so popular with our audience and other musicians, 15 years ago, we decided to make one of the music parties only Beatles music. And so every summer... It's a Beatles tribute. So we have the same format, but it's only Beatles songs. So that means you'll have a jazz group do their take on a Beatles tune and a bluegrass group do a Beatles tune and an acapella group. And our sing-alongs are all Beatles. So the whole night is all Beatles. That is by far our most popular show. So much so that next summer, we're going to do an entire Beatles weekend event, a festival. That's awesome. So we're going to have three days, two nights um, with... Uh, guest speakers and music all, all day, all night on two stages. It's going to be something that we're going to market to the entire Southeast um, because there's nothing like it. They have these festivals in New York and Chicago, but we can't find anything like it uh, other than a one-day event anywhere in the Southeast. So we, we've, we're planning now our big Beatles weekend next year. I just, But getting back to your question, I do think that Music from the heart that people feel, that the stories that are told, I don't think that'll ever go away, as, as, as well as new music being explored, like electronic music. So you love the Beatles. You played in a country band. What's your favorite music? You know, it's, it, you know you've heard this before where people say, well, that's like, you know, when, when an artist says, what's your favorite song? It's like saying, well, that's like saying, who's my favorite kid? You know, <laughs> you know? And, great answer. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's just, I, you know, I love it all. I, I, uh, you know, Beatles is one of my favorites, but you know, if I was, if I, I, I wouldn't want to play, play only Beatles the rest of my life. You know, I, I love to play bluegrass and I love jazz, and so I want to do a little bit of everything. Which is again, that's kind of like when I stopped playing in a band and started doing these music parties. I wanted a little bit of everything. I wanted to have fun. So I invited musicians of different styles to come on over and join the music party. Yeah. So so being in a band, I'm I'm just curious, where in your opinion was the coolest place that you ever got to play? Uh well, it, uh, the coolest place was probably uh for me 
when we did an opening set for a Ronnie Millsap concert in Denver at the Denver Coliseum. And it, not just because it was um, uh, the largest venue that that band, it was a band called Wild River uh, that we had out there. And, uh, but it was because the audience was so engaged with us. We were basically a bar band. And we, for, for almost three years, I think in three years, we had like two weeks off. But we would play five or six nights a week you know, back in those days, you would set up in a bar with a dance floor. You'd be there for the week, and you were the band of the week, and we would rotate to different clubs in Colorado and also at Wyoming and Nebraska. We kind of traveled right around that area. And so we were the bar band. So, we, you know, people liked it, but they, we were to get people on the dance floor. When we did that gig, it was like, wow, this is cool. Now people are like, they're, they're not there to dance. They're into the music, and we were doing... Um, a lot of original music, and it was just, it was a great feeling. Yeah. I, bet, I bet you can just feel that yeah. when you're up on the oh, stage. Oh, the energy is incredible, and and you know what? I get to experience every few months when we do a music party, when you've got, your, you know, we're doing those sing-alongs, and every you've got 1,200 people standing up, and they're singing Wagon Wheel or whatever it is, and they're just having the best time and singing along with you. You can just feel that wave of energy uh, coming across the stage, and it's just it's a great feeling. I bet. Yeah. That's I fantastic. Bet. So how do how do people get a hold of you, learn more about your yeah. organization, check out your shows? And the website's the, 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 the easiest way. You can contact, contact us through the website. You can see all the dates. Because it is something that, you know, once people experience, they go, this is so cool. I want to bring my friends. This is awesome. And that's why they've continued to grow. Uh, but it's all on the website, toscomusic.org. Okay. And is that... You mentioned you you teach uh, guitar lessons and so on. So, is that information also there if mm-hmm. someone was interested? Well, in they learning can contact me through the through that website. Okay. I also have a teaching website, which is toscomusicstudio.com, and all my lesson guitar lesson information is there as well. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, we'll definitely put yeah. all that information when we when we get this podcast posted. And we really appreciate you joining us on the Brand Buddies it's podcast. It's been, been a pleasure, guys. Thank awesome. you very John, much. Thank Thanks, you. Man. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.